Walsh has got it, twigging around. Gee, the tackle was a little high. Collingwood win by four. McComb not quite. Gorn hopeful. Now Jamari Ugalhagen kicks it long. It's got a lot of carry. That's something extraordinary. It's a high five from Jamari. Glory. Just coming back. Hey guys, and welcome to the 20th edition of the In The Stand Show. Today, we're going to be looking at all my predictions and reviews for the Round 5 AFL season, my thoughts on Gather Round, and some UFC news. So let's get into the news, and to kick us off for today's show, we're going to look at my predictions and reviews for Round 5 of the footy this weekend. To kick off Gather Round in Adelaide, it was Carlton versus Adelaide at the Adelaide Oval. Uh, I'm sorry, Adelaide had a very, very home advantage in this game. Carlton looked like they stayed in Melbourne, didn't show up at all. Uh, Adelaide eventually got the win, and due to the big spectacle of gather round, it's like Adelaide just stepped up, played their brand of footy, and played the footy they like to play at Adelaide Oval. Uh, Carlton didn't play anything like they played against North Melbourne. They didn't look to hit any targets. It was just a real bad game of footy for Carlton. Um Adelaide really picked out Carlton's strong points and made sure they wouldn't cause any harm to them. They kept Cripps to only 19 touches and Mackay and Kerno were shut completely out of the game. Fogarty stepped up, kicked four goals and Adelaide's uh, run streak of wins is just going and going on and I think if they keep this up, they can definitely find themselves playing top eight footy um, and potentially be in the finals towards the end of the season. But games in Adelaide for Adelaide... They kill it. And uh, the more games they play at home, the more wins they'll have. And if they can keep it up and the more times they'll go away, you'll see them pick up a win. And you got they've got some real key players in there like Isaac Rankin and Josh Rochelle. They, they just step up, play how they want to play. And they really gave Carlton a hard time. And uh, I think that's, that's what Adelaide wanted. They wanted to pick out all the strong points in Carlton and really don't let them do what they want because... Last week's match, Carlton ran all over North in the forward line and they probably saw that and didn't want that to happen. And uh, they, they shot him out of the game and got the win in the end. The next game was yesterday at 4.40 and it was an interesting time slot. It was Frio versus Gold Coast. Interesting time slot at 4.40 on a Friday night. But uh, nonetheless, it was a great game of footy. It was at Norwood Oval. So a, a smaller ground um, where they play the Sandful there, Norwood play there. Uh, it was... Great game of footy. Uh, we saw Gold Coast lead majority of the game up until the last quarter where Frio just had an unbelievable last quarter, winning the game by 10 points. And Gold Coast are really going to, really looking in strife. And uh, they really needed that win. They've only won the one game, and that was against the reigning premiers, um, Geelong. And it looks like they're going to have a really, really tough season. Many tipped them to do well. They had a good year last year. And, and losing so many games that they've lost, it, it 
it's gonna it's gonna hurt them a lot. Uh, Frio Frio needed that win, and that win's really gonna continue their run of um, wins. And to have a win like that, a real last ditch effort uh, in the last quarter, it, it's gonna get their hopes up. And not winning many games, they need wins. And the more wins they get, it'll it'll start to give them confidence and um, get him to the top eight uh, footy that they probably wanted um, from the start of the season, and they haven't achieved it yet so far. The next game was last night. It was Richmond versus Sydney. Richmond came into this game losing two on the trot and eventually ended up in three with Sydney ending up in 44-point winners. Injuries hurt Richmond. They've got so many injuries, um, and it... And um, it's it's really causing them a lot of harm, losing against the doggies, losing against Collingwood, and losing against Sydney. And uh, they they didn't look like they wanted to play any brand of footy that they liked to at all. Papley starred kicking six goals, and the Tigers couldn't handle him at all. He got out the back, and nobody was on him half the time. And he could play the play the brand of footy he loves to uh, gain the ball, kick goals, and just going on for a run. Nobody was stopping him. And uh, yeah, he had a great game and something really needs to change for Richmond. But the Richmond footy club can't make any excuses in this game. Sydney have a fair few injuries as well. They only have three listed players playing in the VFL this week. So most of their listed players are playing AFL footy and they lost another player last night, Amadi, suffering his fourth serious hamstring injury. He had a great first quarter, kicked a goal and Sydney are going to struggle to find somebody to fill that tall forward role and uh, it, it, it's going to take a toll on Sydney as well with having no tall forward. They're going to have to move maybe a backman up uh, into the forward line or something like that because Sydney will struggle as well. But Sydney played great footy and uh, Richmond Richmond couldn't do anything about it at all. The next game is today and it's uh, Brisbane versus North Melbourne. I think Brisbane are going to get the win here. It's at Adelaide Hills and the AFL have done up Adelaide Hills. They've put stands around the ground and it looks like it'll be a great game of footy uh it looks like they'll get a lot of people down there and Brisbane are yet to win a game away from home and I think today's gonna change that and we're gonna see Brisbane get the job done against North last week North only played three quarters against Carlton they killed in the first half came out with the lead uh going to the second half third quarter just got run over and uh they got murdered pretty much and it was probably because their back line They've been struggling on the back line with no Griffin Logue. It really, really hurt them. Uh, I think he's back today. and But even with him in the side, Brisbane's forward line is stacked. They've got Charlie Cameron, Joey Danaher, Eric Hipwood. There's more in there as well. And their tall side and contest that goes up for a contest and nothing happens. You'll see Charlie Cameron out the back. And I think those players are really going to have to step up for Brisbane. And if they want the win away from home, today's that day and today's the day they can make that change next game today is Essendon versus Melbourne I reckon Melbourne will get the job done they're just going to outrun Essendon last week Essendon played the Giants and they didn't capitalize on opportunities they could have pumped them by so many points I reckon it could have been 50 plus they just can't kick uh in front of goal and in their own 50 they missed so many chances in the first quarter and if you're playing a big team like Melbourne and you've got those opportunities. You cannot miss them because they're really going to bite you back, and uh, and they're going to just hunt you down and kick more goals. And both teams only lost the one game so far. And I reckon it's going to be a great contest to kick off the double header tonight. And um, 
Melbourne will get the job done. Next game, it's tonight, and it's Port Adelaide versus the Western Bulldogs at Adelaide Oval. I reckon Port will get the job done here. It's gather round, and a lot of people argue there's a big bias for Adelaide on Thursday night. There probably will be for Port as well, but nonetheless, Port will come out firing because of gather round. They're going to have a huge crowd at Adelaide Oval. Every game is sold out so far, and especially a Port game in Adelaide, even if it wasn't gather round, it'd be sold out. There'll be so many Port Adelaide fans come out for that game, and there are two sides that whoever's going to win, I reckon they're going to go on a run to head for the finals and get a couple games uh, on the trot, and um, yeah, will pursue their finals campaign. Port came off a last-ditch win against Sydney, and it showed that they should really fight until the last, until the siren, sorry. And the Doggies fought until the end against Richmond getting the win. So two teams with two close wins last week. And I think Port are going to get the job done this week and uh, give the Doggies a real awakening. Tomorrow, it will be Geelong versus West Coast. I reckon Geelong will get the job done here. With their first win last week, they're just going to go on a roll. That's going to give him so much confidence. Losing four games in a row as the reigning premiers. They know they can play footy. They just didn't. And uh, I think they're going to show up against West Coast. And the way they won last week, pumping Hawthorne. They let them play. They let Hawthorne play their game in the first half. Then run all over them in the second half. Um, I think we're not going to see that again. But I reckon we'll see just a complete domination by Geelong. Um, West Coast have so many injuries. And... I think they're going to cop a belting, but although West Coast have so many injuries, they they showed that they can push sides like Melbourne last week. Although they got pumped by sixty points, uh, they showed they could play footy. Uh, that's probably because they were playing at home, but it's a neutral ground, so anything can happen. But I reckon Geelong is going to get the job done. I think Jeremy Cameron will kick five plus goals, and uh, uh, Geelong will come out the winners. The next game's GWS versus Hawthorne and sat Norwood again. And I really like Norwood Oval. Um, it gives a real uh, local footy atmosphere. It was packed and the atmosphere was crazy. Uh, not the biggest ground, but uh, that Frio uh, Gold Coast game showed that uh, anything can happen, can give off a real entertainment game of footy. But uh, for the game, I reckon GWS will get the job done. Game can go either way. We've got two two young sides um, in this game, and both teams will want to get a win because two teams going into rebuilds, and they're not the strongest sides, uh, both of them. But I think GWS is going to come out uh, faster, stronger, and wanting that win. Uh, Cadman comes in for GWS, and last week Hawks only showed up uh, for a half last week, and yeah, I think the game is going to go down to the wire, and I reckon. JWS will end up the winners. The last game of Gather Round is Collingwood versus St Kilda, and this game is going to be a belter. It's a blockbuster game. Two Melbourne sides that are doing really well so far. St Kilda have come out of nowhere. They're 4-0, and Collingwood lost their first game last week against Brisbane. Uh, I think Collingwood's going to end St Kilda's glory run and um, be the eventual winners. I think Collingwood... Really going to step up this week. They didn't play the game of footy. They like to play against Brisbane. Brisbane didn't let them do anything. And with no Ruckman, we saw Oscar McInerney absolutely kill us. Um, we couldn't get it out of the middle after the second half. Just 
rotational issues. We saw Nick Dacos heading to the forward line. So hopefully this week's all sorted out. I reckon we're going to really give St Kilda a run for the money, uh, really shut down all the St Kilda fans' hopes of going undefeated, uh, heading out of gather round. But uh, I think Collingwood, with the introduction of Jack Inovent back into the squad, with a player like Jack Inovent having an absolute belter season last year, uh, missing four rounds of footy, coming back in, he's going to kill St Kilda, I think. Um, he's going to play the footy he loves to play. He's really going to give it to him. And I think Collingwood are going to be the eventual winners for this game. That wraps up my AFL Round 5 reviews and predictions. So thank you for listening to the In The Sand Show. I'll catch you after the break. Don't worry about a thing Cause Atticus Health will make you feel alright Don't worry about a thing Cause Atticus Health will make you feel alright If you got a tummy ache or you don't feel right or if you have a nasty rash Keeping you up at night Don't worry About a thing Don't worry Cause Atticus help Will make you feel alright Come on Freddy's Kitchen in Station Street For a coffee And something nice to eat Yeah, the pizzas are great In fact, all the food rates Down at Freddy's Caram Station Street Come on, come on, come on Down to Freddy's now Come on, come on, come on Down to Freddy's now It's a pizza It's a mystic pizza Oi, 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 oi IGA is shopping nice IGA, where the price is right Seaford North IGA, for your groceries and liquor IGA Express, there's nothing quicker from Spiderbait here. Uh, are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Uh, are you are you talking to me? No. What I said is, are you talking to me? <laughs> well, I'm the only one here, so who the hell are you talking to? Are you talking to me? 
Listen in every Thursday night at 6pm. Hi, my name's Paul Kennedy and I'm a sport reporter for the ABC and when I'm not listening to the ABC, I listen to Radio Karam. Tune in and enjoy. Welcome back to the In The Stand show and now we're going to have a look at the AFL Gather Round, which if you didn't know, it is nine games across three venues over four days in one state and that state is South Australia and all the games are going to be held in Adelaide and around Adelaide and Gather Round supposed to be a festival of footy, which will, which will be a never-seen-before celebration of our great game. Adelaide's primed to become the vibrant centre of footy universe with many blockbuster matches over this week. And I think it's not only great for the sport, but South Australia as a state, especially throughout the year and not in cricket season. Footy is probably the biggest sport in South Australia. And to have a whole week of footy there will not only grow attendance for matches, but will also gain new viewers for footy. Having gather round in South Australia for the first time is the perfect choice made by the AFL. The two teams that they have, not only great clubs, but are backed with loud and passionate fans that fill up the infamous Adelaide Oval every game they have. This will not only boost the footy world in Adelaide, but hopefully encourage a lot more people to get down to games and experience Adelaide coming from different states. Many people have argued that gather round should have been in Melbourne I think AFL has made the right decision having it in South Australia sometimes majority of the games in the round are in Melbourne and the whole point of gather round is for exposure in different states to grow footy for the fans and as a sport as a whole next year I think gather round should either be in Tasmania or in New South Wales the only issue for Tasmania is people won't have access to drive to the state if they if they didn't want to catch a plane. And I know many people have opted to drive to Adelaide still instead of catching a flight over. And this is probably the only issue they have with Tasmania. But I think Tasmania will be a perfect spot next year. They have Grand Launceston, Hobart, a couple more new stands, a couple portable stands in there. It will be perfect for Tassie fans and Tassie footy. My other option is New South Wales. And I think... It will be huge to increase footy fans in Sydney. It's a pretty NRL-dominant state, and I think can really help grow uh, grow footy in the state and get more fans down to games. they got Sydney down there. The Sydney Swans had a great year last year. They win the grand final. Uh, unfortunately, didn't get the win, but they're growing as a team. You've got the Giants up there as well who are starting a rebuild and looking to be a great team over the coming years and to have more fans in those teams is going to be really pivotal for the state they have the scg in spotless stadium two perfect areas and i think many people can head down for a week of footy uh to enjoy enjoy not only enjoy footy enjoy sydney but also get more fans down to footy get more people down to watch sydney swans games gws games and get more people down to enjoy the fabulous sport of afl but that wraps up the whole gather round part of today's show. So thank you for listening to the In The Sand Show. I'll catch you after the break. Oi, 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 oi. IGA is shopping nights. IGA where the price is right. Seaford North IGA for your groceries and liquor. IGA Express, there's nothing quicker. 
If you're down Karen Way, just call Mitchell Toll. Or in Patterson Lakes, just call Mitchell Toll. Anywhere Bayside, just call Mitchell Toll. Buy a summer house, just call Mitchell Toll. Mitchell Toll. Real estate. Oh, yeah, little real estate. We want more. <laughs> Hi, I'm Josie from Space Folk, and when I want to stay groovy, I listen to Radio Caram. Hi, I'm Dr. Floyd Gomes, uh, a.k.a. Atticus Health with Dr. Floyd, you might recall, and it's great to be here at Radio Caram. Hey, everybody, this is Art Alexakis from the band Everclear, and it's good to be talking to you here at Radio Caram. Do you have a tween who's driving you crazy on the socials? Is it a secure place for them to be? What should your social time look like? Are they just copying you? For answers to all these questions, join me, Claire Martin, at 4pm Tuesdays on Radio Caram on the Strong, Single and Human show. Hey everyone, we're Friday Night Frothies. What's it all about? It's about laughter and not taking yourself too seriously. It's about sports and current events. And we might even introduce you to some different beers. So tune in live Friday nights. Or listen to our podcast at radiocarum.org. You know you've got nothing better to do. Bang. Welcome back to the Instant Show. And now we're going to have a look at UFC 287 that happened last week. And it was a great card. We had Israel Adesanya versus uh, Alex Pereira headlining the card. The Kiwi had a great Great fight, and we're going to have a look at the main card, which kicked off with 18-year-old Raul Rosas Jr. looking to pick up his second UFC win, and Rosas' story is incredible for a high school kid to not only receive a UFC contract, but also win his first fight in the promotion is a wild accomplishment that may never be duplicated again. But learning on the job is a big ask when the job site is the octagon, and against Christian Rodriguez, he, he had... He fought with enthusiasm, recklessness, and everything you'd expect from a teenager, and it cost him. Rodriguez is also not old as well. He's 25, and he's still way more physically developed emotionally and uh, mentally, and he absolutely destroyed him. He came out calmly in the first round where Rosas absolutely dominated him in the first round and let him gas out. And then Rodriguez absolutely dominated him in the second and third round, cruising to a unanimous decision victory. The next fight on the main card was Adrian Yanez versus Rob Vaughn, and Yanez learned 
his own harsh lessons on the main card, riding a nine-fight winning streak that included four knockouts in his five UFC wins. Yanez took a big step up in competition when he faced Rob Fonnen. Yanez's style made him an attraction, but that style had some significant issues. For one, Yanez's strikes landed and absorbed stats in the UFC were nearly identical. His counter-punching had been affecting effective enough that taking one to land one had been a successful strategy, but eventually somebody was going to catch up to this. And Rob Vaughn did exactly that, taking on Yanez wild flurries to absolutely land a massive right hand that put Yanez down. And uh, Rob Vaughn got the win and and Yanez going to have to learn from that if he wants to ever reach the top of the bantamweight division. But Rob Font absolutely killed. And for someone with the highest pedigree like Rob Font, he he absolutely showed up. And many people weren't tipping him. Many people said he was going to get knocked out as well, like most of Yanez's opponents. But Rob Font took it on and eventually got the victory. The lead-up to his co-main event fight with Gilbert Burns Jorge Masvidal repeatedly indicated that a loss would likely see him retire from mixed martial arts. Of course, what a fighter says and does are completely not the same. However, in the fight with Burns and Masvidal, Burns absolutely outpunched and outmaneuvered Masvidal over 15 minutes, taking a clear unanimous decision victory in the process. And Masvidal did the right thing, walked away from the sport where he'd become an unlikely, unlikely superstar, working up the UFC rankings. But after several losses, I think it was the right time to end his career the way it did. The main event was Israel Adesanya versus Alex Pereira. Adesanya was a star well before he suffered the loss to Pereira at UFC 281. He'd held UFC gold for more than three years and his rise to the top of the sport featured some of the most truly impressive highlights. The shine had started to wear off Adesanya's title reign. However, after a failed bid to win the light heavyweight gold against Jan Blachowicz, Many fans felt Adesanya lost his edge after he took on Marvin Vittori, Robert Whittaker, and Jared Kananir to decisions in three straight title fights. In Pereira, Adesanya had a new rival with an intriguing story. Beating Pereira at 281 would have prov- would have provided something of a satisfying conclusion to the story that suffering a TKO loss may have been the best thing that could have happened to Adesanya's overall star power. Pereira was Adesanya's boogeyman, following him from kickboxing to the UFC, ending in a in an unbelievable championship run. Adesanya picking himself up from the back, getting right back into the octagon with that monster and cruising him all the way to an all-time great knockout. The win he'd be seeking for the more than several years, as he when he was in the kickboxing era, he lost twice to Pereira, came to the UFC, Pereira came in, Beat him again for his belt, and for the fourth time, it was fourth time lucky, and Adesanya got that win. That wraps up all the sport news on the In The Sand Show this week, so thank you for listening to the In The Sand Show. I'll catch you next week. Walsh has got it, twigging around. Gee, the tackle was a little high. Collingwood win by four. McComb not quite. Gorn hopeful. Now Jamari Gulhagen. Kicks it long. It's got a lot of carry. That's something extraordinary. It's a high five from Jamal. Glory. Just coming back. And Dante.